Hello, and welcome to episode 245 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. And happy, happy new year. Ah, happy new year to you. Welcome to 2024. Boom, 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 boom. I feel like we need a, a little sound effect. <laughs> Fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness. This 2023 went by very quickly. It went by extremely quickly for me as well. Time is always funny the way that it moves, but I often feel like different, different measures, different amounts of time feel like either fast or slow. Like, I think I've said this before, but like, like days might feel long, but then weeks feel quick, like weeks feel short, you know, or or weeks feel long, but then the year is, you know, done in an instant, you know? Exactly. Exactly. For sure. Anyways. Anyways, hopefully, I mean, this is my year of change that, you know, we'll be leaving here. Yes. And, and so to the listeners, Henny and I were chatting before we started recording, but my, my um, computer has been acting up for mm-hmm. the last while but tonight it's been very spacey. And so I said to her, well, I'm not sure who's going to last, you know, when we both, my computer's like, I'm done with her. We're out of here. So I'm not sure who's going to last longer, me or my computer. But I really think that the computer's going to die because I literally just touch it and it went right off. Yeah. It's having a hard time. It's having a hard time. Yeah. Well, it is. Fingers crossed for your computer. It needs to hang. It needs to hang in there for just a little bit longer. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't. And the only thing I ever use it for really is for this. Right. Okay. Well, we need it. So. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're we're not done just yet. We've got a handful uh, a handful more episodes left in us for sure. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Anyways, oh my goodness. You know what I didn't tell you last year. Oh. What? Last last year, November, I I listened to the John Stamos memoir. Did I talk? To, I don't think I did say anything about this. Did I? No. The only thing I knew from you is that you were listening to it. What a delight! I also thought that it was a real delight. I loved everything about it. It was fascinating for someone who kind of lives under like goes under the wire you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I know but it was the, it was like so many famous people that were really important and instrumental in his career at different points mm-hmm. people that you wouldn't think because they were significantly older than him yeah and very different yeah that he was so close to and so right from the very beginning I was like I this is fascinating to me yeah really so I mean a couple of things that really first of all I do remember him from being on General Hospital okay yeah 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 I remember that because I was watching General Hospital. Gotcha, and so, gotcha. of course, I remember that because Rick Springfield also was on it. So, very interesting to hear about 
the kind of person Rick Springfield was at the point that John Stamos met him. Right, right. Like he sounded like a real a-hole. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's purely his opinion or his experience sure. with that person, right? Sure, sure, sure. So, anyway, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he did something else. What else did he do after that? He was on that show. Before Full House? Oh, he was on ER. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. And so I also, my God, I loved ER. I loved <laughs> ER. You know, Luca, mm, George Clooney's on there. I mean, yeah. all of the good peoples were on there. It was a great show. Anyway, and then he did Full House. But he yeah. also, you know, his affiliation with the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Like people who he was very good friends with Don Rickles. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Like a controversial comedian. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the at the time when he, as he was he had his whole thing in Vegas, I mean, it was what people went to go and see, but you could not that type of humor is just not accepted. Yeah. Nor should it be at this correct. time. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. But at but then it was. I remember my parents going to Vegas to go see John, to, to see Don Rickles. You know? Really? Okay. Yeah. And and then Jack Klugman, who mm-hmm. is the, from the Odd Couple, yeah, was like a surrogate father to him. Anyway, the whole thing. Yeah. And I I actually really do like the way he addressed the Lori Loughlin mm-hmm. scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, and just regardless of what she did, you know. They were friends, and and yeah. so, you know, it's like when your friends do things, you don't just necessarily like, you know, not not be there for them yeah. in their worst time either. And yeah. I, I I thought I appreciated that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think the funniest thing mm-hmm. was this whole thing about Tony Danza. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> and it kept coming up, Tony Danza. <laughs> I was. I also thought that that was very funny. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't read it or listened, he had, he'd been married for 10 years. That broke up. Then he had a girlfriend for a period of time and he was really into her. And then she kind of just like, meh, was like almost ghosting him. Yeah. And so he, he was like, he drove over to the house and saw this like, um, uh, gosh, the Carrera, what is it? Oh, it was a car. Right? It was a Porsche. It's a Porsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he went in, and he, anyways, he sees that she's in bed with someone, only to find out that it's Tony Danza. Then years and years go by. Full House is being moved to Friday nights. Going to follow. Who's, Who's the, boss? the boss? I know. I I laughed out loud. It was so and like yeah. and I know that it followed. Yeah, us because that's like that's what I used to watch when I came home from school. I used to watch Who's the Boss? Yeah, uh, and then Full House. So we yeah. would watch Who's the Boss, then we would watch Full House, and then we would do our homework. Like that oh was literally what we did. So, so funny. I it was just so funny the Tony Danza connection. I love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. But it's if you, ha- I mean, you don't need to be a John Stamos fan. Um, but I, it was it was a really good listen. It really it was enjoyable, and 
I mean, you know me with voices, but it was his voice. Yes, very, very pleasant voice to listen to. Yeah, and he talks, he also talks a lot about, um, you know, his family, like his parents. Mm -hmm. They were, and you know, how rooted he was with them and... um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it was just it was just lovely. It was yeah, lovely. I that's how I felt about too. I just I thought it was a really it was very light, very fun, yeah. very uh, in like enjoyable, entertaining. Yeah, sort of a, a like a you know what what I would say like a nothing kind of read, like n- yeah. no no real substance, but like that's not necessarily what you you're reading it for, you know? No, yeah. yeah so if yeah, you're yeah. looking for something light and fun to to start the new year off with um i would i would recommend it for sure and especially if you're of a certain age because there's a lot of names and um tv shows and and things that are happening that you, that you connect with for sure for right. sure a lot of it was nostalgic for me yes yeah, yeah. me too yeah which is interesting with the age difference that we have that both of us had things I mean, I, I do, I watched Full House a little bit, but not, it wouldn't have meant to me what it meant to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, for I know sure, who those for people sure. I mean, are. Yeah, I mean, I grew, I grew up on it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it was just, so, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad you enjoyed it. I also I had did. a really fun, I had a really fun time with it. Yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking a lot about jam. Yeah. <laughs> and we asked people on Instagram uh, to to weigh in on their favorite jam flavors and or brands. Okay. And we got a few answers. Okay. So someone said that the the absolute favorite jam was Kraft Raspberry Jam. Mm, yep. That's so, a good jam. That's a good jam. Um one person said uh Favorite brand is Bon Maman. Yep. Any flavor. Okay. That's, that's, you can buy the strawberry at Costco and the massive, it's a massive jar for like $9.99 or something. Cause my oh, son wow. likes it. Yeah. Has a, a, do you know what it, it's got like a white label? Yeah. Very it, plain looking. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it, does the lid, is the lid, um, checkered, checkered. Yeah. Red yeah. and white. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a picnic blanket. Yeah. That's it. Uh, someone said that they're not picky about brands, but favorite flavor is black currant. Oh, interesting. That's very specific. Uh-huh. And then someone else said the stuff Sandy makes easy. <laughs> Who said that? My daughter, my daughter-in-law? No, <laughs> that was Tim's answer. <laughs> He's never had it. What's he talking about? <laughs> I guess he figured if we talked about it on the podcast for 20 minutes, it must be good. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, oh my goodness. That is a great answer. <laughs> okay. So, so talking about jam and food and, and, and then also, um, you know, the, the tie in with Tim. Yeah. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Okay. All right. Um, I want to talk to you about like mm, 
when you are telling stories, when you're talking to other people or recounting things that have happened to mm-hmm. other people, yeah, I'm curious to know, like, what is it that you're going to tell them about? So, for instance, you know, we're, we're just into the new year, which means that for many of us, we're coming out of a season, a four-week, six-week season of lots of different get-togethers, social gatherings, holiday parties, whatever that might be. So yeah. imagine, imagine yourself <laughs> okay. either going to or hosting a holiday party of some sort, a get-together. And then you're going to tell me about it, or you're going to tell someone else. Is this a, are you, are you walking me through a visualization right now? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you have this, you know, get together. Yeah. And I wasn't there because you had it in Peru. Yeah. And, and now, you know, we're chatting and you're going to tell me about it. Okay. What kinds of things are you going to tell me about? I'm I'm going to make sure I tell you all of the ridiculous things that other people did mm-hmm. or said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you about the food. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you whether I enjoyed it or not. Yeah. I'm going to tell you um, what I, I t- I've already said the food. Yeah. But just just to reiterate the food. Okay, so I would agree with you. I think that's also what I would tell you about. I think I would tell you about things that people said or did that were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I might I might tell you about, like, if anyone was wearing something ridiculous. Oh, okay, yeah, I would have right? told you that too, yeah. Um, I would definitely tell you about the food, and I would tell you overall if I had a good time or not. Like, that's sort of, like, the, like, that's what I would tell. Right. In that, in that order, we would and say probably in that order. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So here, here's where I'm going with this. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, I had a, a lengthy conversation with Tim because. Shocker. <laughs> because <laughs> he had gone, he had gone to a holiday, like a work party, a function for, for, for him and the people that he works with. And his husband had gone to a, a holiday work party like h- himself for his job. And then they had uh, like, they went out for drinks together and spent the time telling each other about okay. the, the respective parties. Mm-hmm. And Tim was, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word appalled, although that might be the right <laughs> word. He yeah. was just maybe shocked is a better word. Maybe shocked and appalled. He just couldn't believe that, that th- the way that the, the stories that they told were so different. So, so he's telling his husband all about the party, you know, all the people who were there, um, the things that they said, the impression he got from them, the people who seem different online than they do in person, like all of these, like, you know, like all of the dynamics between people, you know, this whole thing about, you know, all of this person and this person showed up and then that person showed up and like the whole, you know, uh, story of all the people. He's like, and that was like my story. 
And then his husband starts telling him the story and he's like, okay, so it was this group of people. We did the, we did an escape room and then we went to the restaurant and this person ordered this and this person had the full rack of ribs and this person had the half rack of ribs and this person had this. And, and so like the, almost the entire story was food. And, and Tim was like, why are people so obsessed with talking about mm. food? Like, why are we talking? Like, he's like, I just, it wasn't, it was so not important to me in this event. I wouldn't have even thought of telling Juan about the food that I ate. Like I wouldn't have even considered that that was an important part of the story. And yet when he was telling me the story, that was the majority of what he talked about was the food. And so, and so like, I'm listening to him tell me this and I'm thinking, well, I mean, doesn't everyone talk about the food? But then I thought, I mean, maybe mm. not. Maybe everyone doesn't talk about the food. No, you don't talk about the food. You can tell me about an, like your family get together and you never tell me about the food. Yeah. Only thing you say about the food is who's responsible for organizing the food. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. And, and, it, and you'll tell me, sometimes you'll tell me what your responsibility is. Like, you know, Net went, or Net went to go get a couple of salads and I was bringing the veggie tray. That is true. And then we ordered pizza. So sometimes, but I don't know, was there dessert? Like, hmm. I don't know all of those little things. So you, but maybe it's just because there's lots of other things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. So here's, here's what I was thinking is I was thinking that it must come down to the point of the event, like, or the, mm -hmm. the significance of the food at the event, right? Like if, for example, if you've gone to a restaurant, you know, this, you know, you had reservations for this restaurant that you've had for months and then you go to this restaurant. The first thing that I want to know about is the food. I want to know what you ordered. I want to know if you liked it. I want to yeah. know if it was worth it. Like, like mm -hmm. I want to know about the food because that's the whole premise of the event. Right. Yeah. Whereas like if I'm getting together with my family for something, I mean, the food is an important part of the get together because people aren't going to be happy if there isn't food there. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to come if there's no food. Right. But, but in my telling of the story, the yeah. food doesn't play a factor because no one cares. Like, like, well, like you don't care about it. Yeah. But, but Henny, I think it has to do with when we're telling stories, we ever, we all have something that's like, things that interest us or are memorable mm -hmm. to each of us is very unique. So maybe, maybe it's just that his focus isn't on the other things, maybe because we're, so we, we it, as in me, you and Tim are a little more catty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And when I say maybe, I mean, hundred percent for sure. <laughs> Definitely are. Yeah. 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 And so we're like, we, I think we also, are very expressive and like to like embellish stories. And so we only need a little bit of a tidbit. And then we're like, because I can literally, you'll message me something and I'll say, Oh, how was this? And you'll be like, Sandy, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, you know, there was drama. <laughs> and I can already, I can hear you saying that just by yeah. reading your text message. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, certainly in the case of, of this particular instance, and that's what I said, to, that's what I said to Tim when I was talking to him, is I said, I think a lot of it has to do with certainly the purpose of the event, but I also think a lot of it has to do with your role in the event, right? Mm. So for him, his party was with all of these people that he works with right. and people that work for him, but a mm -hmm. lot of them, because they work virtually a lot, he hadn't met them in person. So of course, yes. meeting people in person for the first time, like that is the most, like that's the most yes. interesting part of the story for sure. Yeah. Whereas, whereas with, uh, with his husband's party, he was the one who was responsible for organizing it and he had a budget that he had to stick to. Okay. And so that's, Immediately what I thought of, like when he's talking about this person ordered this and that person ordered this and this person ordered this, if you are the person with the budget, yeah. you've picked the restaurant and now people are ordering things and they're going hog wild, like that, that would play a really important factor or a really important role in, in my own processing of no. this event, right? For sure. We're going to be doing quick math. Exactly. Exactly. And so if I'm telling you the story, I'm yeah. going to tell it to you the way that I'm watching it happen exactly. because I want you yes. to be doing the quick math for me. Yes. I want you to feel how nervous I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. So I think that plays a role too. However, I do think that there is something to it that, that food plays a larger role in some of our storytelling than in others. Mm. I have to believe that. And I also think, yeah, I, I just, I, I do. I think, I think that, and I don't know necessarily if that, I don't necessarily think that it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I do think that people who, I mean, I think for myself, you know, typically, Although I'm not necessarily going to tell you about the food when I have a family get together, I do find that I am interested, like if other people are telling me stories, I am interested in knowing like what the food part was, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yep. and, and I do find that I have a lot of like food related memories, you know, like, you know, that I'll remember like if someone's talking about an event that happened however many years ago, like I'll remember that that mm -hmm. was the event or we ate this, you know, like, oh. or that. So 100%. Yeah. Right. And so, and I don't know if that is this, like to the same degree for all people or if it's heightened uh, for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I do, I have to believe that some of us are a little more focused on and in tune with the food than others. Mm, for sure. Um, so that's so that it was just interesting to to think about that and hear that conversation and be a part of that conversation because like what is that about you know and 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 what does what does that say about me if if I'm always talking about food and don't even necessarily realize it mm. yeah but but I think it's because different things I, I mean it's what interests you those are the things that you pick up on because it's interesting. And there could be other things that you didn't even, didn't even like you, you right off your radar because it was like, oh, I'm not in tune with that. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think we only have the capacity to care about so many things. Yeah. Take in so much 
you know, at an, yeah. an event. I 100% agree that it really depends on what your role is. Mm-hmm. Um, and often for you, you are responsible for the food. So you yeah, are thinking oh, yeah. about, I need to get this here. Did I remember to do that? Like, everyone's going to be hungry. Now I get there and I have to put it out, get it ready. You know, which I also often, that's my role. Yeah, well, and I was, because I was thinking about that too, because I was thinking about conversations that I have with different people in my life and whether or not food is a common Mm-hmm. thread in those conversations and certainly when we talk we talk a lot about food but yeah. but it's because of that right it's because yeah. first of all we're both interested in food and nutrition so we're talking about that second of all we're we're also um you know both interested in and do a large part of the grocery shopping, the food press, yes. uh, like the cooking, like that sort of stuff. So that's something that we're talking about in general, yeah. you know, like, and we like to try new things. So then you're talking mm-hmm. about new recipes or new, what you know, new things that you've tried yeah. or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. like, so, and certainly, you know, if you're, you know, you're often in a position where you're hosting. And so then you're the person who is preparing the food and so it's and serving the food and so all of those things so I mean food is an important part of that conversation whereas if you weren't doing all of those things or interested in those things you wouldn't really talk about it I mean very like other than other than what's for dinner Mark and I don't talk about food at all really yeah like but but he's not interested in it yeah you know and and there are more interesting things for us to talk about mm-hmm. than than food, you know? So so it really depends. Whereas, like, if I think of, like, conversations that I have with my sister, we also often talk about food because yeah. she loves, like, she she is, like, I just love food. She's more of a foodie, you know? Like, yes, she loves, sure. like... She know. knows where all the good stuff is. Yeah, like, and she likes unique stuff and interesting yes. and she, you know, and things that we might consider weird and you know like she's interested in that sort of stuff right plus she has medical issues that that make uh like that are like that have that are a lot like that are gut related right so yeah so food's really important to her also because it impacts her life so significantly right you know so i think i think that i think all of that plays a plays a role however I do think also to a certain extent, most people are talking a little bit about food when it comes to a gathering. Yes. Just because the nature of our social gathering tends to be food centered. Yes. hundred percent. You know, so I, I do, I would find it odd for someone to tell me about a get together that they had and not even mention food. Right. You know? Yeah. But I mean, maybe that's me. Like maybe that's my, my, um, my bias. Right. Yeah. But okay. Mark goes out with the guys from work. He'll tell me what they ate. But do you have to ask? You say, what did you have? Uh, he, that's a good question. 
Yes, if I want to know specifically what he ate, I would have to ask. But he would, but he would tell me where they went. Yeah, and so then you'd make. So uh, then I, I kind of know. Like, I mean, right. they're either they're. I mean, they're likely going for wings. Right. <laughs> okay. So I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. You know, no. Yeah. And like, if he, if he goes to his dad's, there's always food involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and so that's, so he'll say like that he, that he picked up food at his dad's and brought it home or that he ate something at his dad's. He won't necessarily tell me what, it, what it is unless I ask, yeah. but, but he'll mention that there was food involved. So, right. so it's not, it's not nothing, but it's not as, it's not to the extent that I would do, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like Phil won't tell me what he had you know, at lunch or whatever, but we do talk about food stuff only because he's the only audience that I have for like 99% <laughs> of the time. And so, <laughs> but he, I mean, he does seem interested. He yeah. Seem yeah. Disinterested. In yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just was so fascinated that, that Tim was so uh, shocked by the uh, fact that everyone in his life seemed to talk about food all the time. Yeah. And he was like, it just wouldn't even dawn on me to tell that part of the story, huh. you know? <laughs> yeah. That was very, very uh, interesting little difference. Very. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, yeah, I, I wondered how, that's why I wanted to ask you at first, you know, without, a preamble mm. like what would right. you tell me about and of course food was on the list twice because <laughs> twice yeah yeah because i think that's normal <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry tim <laughs> oh my goodness yeah hmm. um, so so i was so i've been thinking about that i've been mulling that over the other yeah. thing i've been thinking about recently um that I that has I thought I might just bring up on the podcast too, only because I feel like we do that. I mean, certainly you and I do this like on a personal level, but I think even in the podcast space, we do this to a certain extent. Um, and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine uh, a little while ago, and he was talking to me about some research that he had heard that he'd read about or heard about and i i'm gonna have to ask him who the researcher or scientist was that that was doing this like having this conversation and i think it was um maybe a book that had been written but it might have been an interview that he was listening to the author talk about like some something like that but they were talking about uh, relationships and friendships and, you know, the things that you, especially as adults wanting to have connections with people and wanting to have friendships with people, you know, that talking about the things that you have to do in order to maintain those relationships, mm -hmm. maintain those friendships and, and maybe even deepen those friendships. And, I was, my interest was peaked initially because I was like, oh, like this is something that you and I have talked about quite a bit, but certainly recently on the podcast. And, and so he was saying that in this research, the, the researcher was suggesting that one of the best things you could do 
to maintain or deepen a connection with an adult friend is to share mundane details of your life with them. And so I guess one of the suggestions that was made was just to send, like if you wanted to like keep connected with someone, that the strategy was to send them an email every week that just sort of talked about like what you did, you know, like, um, you know, did you, like, if you went out for dinner on Thursday night, or if you, you know, had pickleball on Tuesday morning, or, you know, like, just some of the, like, mundane, day-to-day, like, what you did, what happened kind of stories, and to share that information on a regular basis with the person that you're trying to maintain this connection with. And the theory is that, especially when you're, um, when you have a relationship that is, Uh, separated by distance, that the theory is that when you uh, are not able to spend time together in person on a regular basis, it's important to have regularly shared the unimportant details of your life Mm -hmm. so that when you do have the time together, you're not at a loss of sort of where to start or what to like focus on like because sometimes what happens is if so much time has if if a chunk of time has passed and so many different things have happened mm-hmm. then it's like you know I, I don't even really know where to start where to start you know like, yeah. like what where did we leave off what have I like what do I have to tell you what you know, what have I already told you? Whereas if you've been keeping up this like, um, you know, sort of silly, like day-to-day diary, diary style, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, info swapping, you know, there's no, you know, all of that is sort of gone because you've been doing it just in a very different way. Mm. And it was, it was interesting when he was telling me about this, because I was like, oh, well, that is like essentially what exactly what I do with the friends that I have in my life that I like that are long distance friendships, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I didn't even necessarily realize that that, that that was a strategy in order to maintain the friendship. It was just something naturally that happened or intuitively that, you know, I guess that we knew to do, but the fact that there's research behind it suggesting that this yeah. is important and that, that this is a this is a way to to maintain that kind of relationship is really interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, I also think what it does, especially when it's long distance, is that it allows you to, you have that piece of information about what the person has done, but then you can almost visualize and create a little bit of a story around that to mm-hmm. find, it's like staying connected because there's some sort of a structure to, or continuity, I think, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, to mm-hmm. to it. And, I mean, in an email, I mean, I would it's an email is something it's like boomer mom Christmas. It's, it sounds outdated yes <laughs> you know 
Um, but it would be more of a very quick sort of message back and forth and then, you know, carrying on and gives you an opportunity to at some point ask a question or to make a comment or, you know, Mm. something like that or share something of yourself. So it's, it's a two way, uh, exchange instantly, which is what, I mean, we do do that, right? Constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes Absolutely. it'll be like a whole day and I'll be like, oh shit, I didn't even say good morning to you today. Yeah. You know, or you'd be like, we even talked all day, which it does happen, but it does no. happen. Yeah. yeah. But it's strange when it happens. It, it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it, it was, I was thinking about it in contact or in, in relationship to our conversation a few weeks ago about work friends. Mm. And, and I was thinking like, it's so interesting that, you know, there's this whole, you know, thinking around like, should you be friends with people at work? And, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, how's that gonna, you know, you know, are those people that, you know, are those the people that you would, you know, gravitate to anyway? Or like, is it smart to be like friendly, like with people? And, and I'm like, okay, but those people, those people that you work with, they know so many of the mundane in in and outs of your daily life. Like they, they know so much about your, your goings on and whether they're your friends or not. And then if you, like, then you consider your, the people in your life who are actually your, your genuine friends, like, don't, <laughs> almost like, almost like don't, like, it, it was, it's just sort of strange to think that they might not know those things. Yeah, but the, th- the difference is, Henny, is that someone who is a genuine friend also knows a lot of deeper things about you where work people don't necessarily know those other things a hundred percent, but they do have that shared mm, uh, package of information about you mm-hmm. because those yeah. are the things like you go to work and you're like, Oh, how was your weekend? Oh, you know, oh, did you do anything? Or someone might just said, Oh, it was great. That's it. If you ask another question, maybe they'll offer it, but mm-hmm. other people will offer you a lot of information about that. So no, for sure. For sure. I just thought it was so, it it was just an interesting way for me to think about like, you know, the, the info, well, I guess to think about the information that we share with the people in our lives. Right. And, and sometimes the information that we don't share for sure, you know, because sometimes I have to remember that just because something didn't seem significant to me, the people in my life might still want to know about it. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a good, it was a a good, it was a good reminder to me about the importance of, yeah, of sharing those seemingly unimportant details Right. Just because they're they're part of the whole package, right? Like they're part yes. of the, and and I think to what you're saying too, when you have you know genuine and 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 
uh, deep sort of intimate friendships, then, you know, you share a lot of those sorts of deep and, and personal stories, feelings, dreams, hopes, fears, whatever it might Mm be. But if that person also understands the surface level of you, I think it helps them to better understand the the deeper level of you, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I think that part is, yeah, that part is important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, I just thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of interesting. Very. Also, it's always funny to me when conversations that you've been having with one person or in one area of your life seem to like pop up with other people in other areas too. And you're like, oh, like I was just talking about this like the other day with this person. And now like it comes up here too, you know, it just, you know, reiterates the value of these conversations, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right, Henny. So the other day there was the article in like the globe, I think. So I read in the morning, I read, you know, go through the globe. And then I read this article and I was like, what is this about? Yeah. Ridiculous. So I send it to you. Yeah. But instead of you being what, this is ridiculous. You're like, oh, it's about time. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, what? I know it was so. I I literally picked my phone. I'm looking at it. I throw it on the table. I said to Phil, "Henny thinks that that's like okay." (laughs) I I don't get it. And then and then you're like writing, but I like. Now, did you know when I sent it to you and I put WTF that I was like, "What is what is this? Is ridiculous?" Or did you think I was like, "Why is this even something we're talking about?" No, I knew. I knew that your response was, what is happening here? Why are we doing this? Okay. But I didn't know what part of it you were questioning. Like, Ah. I didn't know if you were questioning the whole thing or if you were, like, I I wasn't quite sure where your, uh, like, where your reaction was coming from. Although I knew that your reaction was different from mine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's back up and and tell people about what like what exactly it is we're talking about. Okay. So the federal the the federal government yeah is putting in a law or regulation requiring federal um uh workplaces yeah including banks which is not federally it's federally regulated. It is not federally run um, workplaces to provide sanitary products for its staff. This is not for public. It's for staff. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If I, like when I was getting, when I, every person has some sort of a cubby or a locker or a desk drawer or something. As a female, mm-hmm. I will tell you, I always had something extra. I, I, at, at school, in your desk, do you have emergency stuff there? Uh, at school, in my desk, no, but in my, in my school bag. So, yes, in my school bag, yes. Okay. I... 
my purse right now still has panty liners and a couple of tampons. I, and I don't even need them, but I have them and they're there because someone I come by might need one. Okay, which whatever, but I would always have it. I, I never get caught. I don't, I am sorry. I don't think it's an employer's responsibility to provide sanitary napkins. Now they're using the thing, well, well, they give you toilet paper. Okay. Well, one, everybody needs toilet paper. Not everybody needs sanitary products. Okay, okay, but Sandy, half of the world's population needs sanitary products. Okay, so, okay, like, because, so I think this argument is 100% valid to say, okay, but it is an employer's responsibility to provide toilet paper in the bathroom. So... And like, and so then take it one step further. Would you expect to go into your place of employment's bathroom? Would mm -hmm. you expect there to be toilet paper? Absolutely. Yes. Would you expect there to be soap in the dispenser? I, yes. Right. Would you expect there to be some way for you to dry your hands? Yes. So like those things we think nothing of, but then, so then why wouldn't we expect there to be pads? I mean, they should be there. Well, I don't need any, so why? I don't need it. But I do need toilet paper. I do need soap to wash my hands, and I do need water. I need a toilet that's going to flush. I do need but those a sort of lot, things. But a lot of people who are, who are of working age require that also. Do, I don't think that the government should make it regulate, that they are regulating that. There are lots of things that government should be doing. Making sure sanitary products are available for some employees. It's not even all. This is federally regulated things. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see, I, so I don't in, see an in issue a with public, that. In a public, I, I mean, and it's, these are free. So now the employer is supposed to pay for it? Okay, you know darn well that I, I, I mean, in an emergency, if I didn't have it, I'm rolling up some toilet paper and using it, okay? But, no but here's the thing, but, but you shouldn't have to do that. No, I should be prepared. Yes. Okay, what if I don't have my lunch? Everyone, I should be expected to bring my lunch. But in the what in the emergency that I didn't get my lunch, so my employer should buy my lunch. Yeah, I think it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's not the same because I think I think there's an element being, I, being I, regulated to do it. That's what my problem is. Right. I think there's an element of human dignity where where period products are concerned. Right that is different from, I forgot my lunch, so should my employer feed me? Okay, so then I guess it's that only federal employees should be allowed that and privilege? So I think that is a problem. I think that is a huge problem. Why is it that, that if I worked for the federal government, I would be provided this. Now, here's, here's the other part of it is, I don't actually believe that by, um, that by mandating this, that now all of a sudden, all of these federal employees are being provided sanitary products. You know that 99% of people who have periods are going to have their own 
material, like their own mm-hmm. sanitary mm-hmm. products with them. Because of course people are, uh, specific, people are brand. No, you, of course. Right. Like they're not going like to have the, the right tampon like, that I have. They're, I need an it. applicator and it's going to be the ones without an applicator. Right. And like, and do you want a tampon versus a pad? Do you need a yeah. panty liner versus whatever? Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like the, like, this is not a situation of this needs to be provided for these people so that they no longer have to purchase them for themselves. It just is a, it, I, I really think it's a human dignity piece, right? It's saying, you know what? This is something that is important for people for their own, uh, well, for their, for their, uh, health and their and their self care, and we could provide this for them, um, so that if there were some like so that if there were an instance where it was needed, it's there for them, you know. And and I think, I also think that like it could be, I mean, I have no problem with it being a, a situation where these businesses are being told you must you must provide this for your employees and you must have this in the bathrooms i think it's great i mean if they if they came and said all employee bathrooms needed to have a dispenser and like people had to pay for them i mean i i think that would be uh i think that would be a step in the right direction i think that we shouldn't have to necessarily pay for it if we're in a in a pinch, but I mean, that would at least be a step in the right direction. But from what I've seen in, in many of my workplaces, that hasn't even been an option, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that like, I, I don't have the, I don't have an issue with that at all. I, I think, I think it has to be government. I, I hear what you're saying about like that. You don't like that. The, the government is putting their foot down and the government is mandating something. The problem is if the government doesn't mandate it, businesses aren't going to do it because businesses are all about the bottom line. And if mm. it's going to cost them a little bit more sure. to put pads in the bathroom, they're not going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, certainly um, <laughs> schools that I have worked at refuse to put paper towels in the bathroom because they're too costly. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and, and I mean, fine with me, like it's save, save your money, save the environment is fine. But I know that if a school is unwilling to put paper towels in the bathroom, they're not really that going to, going to be that interested in putting pads in the bathroom either. Right. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, if you want this to be provided for people, then you have to mandate it or it's not going to happen. Yeah, so, but it's not so, being mandated for everyone. And it's also who's paying for it? Who's well, paying for it? Not the employer. And, and a federally. No, we're paying for it. Our tax exactly. Dollars are the tax dollars are paying for it. For a very small portion of the population who work there. Yeah, I, 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 I still I still am pro. I, I think that it should that it should be all workplaces. I think all employers should have to uh, provide or should have to have sanitary products in their bathrooms. Well, I mean, honestly, since COVID, you know, 40% of people work from home or something. So it's not even an issue, is it? I See, for me, I don't know, maybe just I have a real, like, I have this chip. And the chip is that when when the balance between an employer and an employee you're hired under, these are the conditions.
conditions. This is the job. This is this, this. And you accept a position. You knew what you were going to get. And when it shifts, like it always seems to, not always, but there's when the shift is happening, the employer's the asshole. Yeah, I don't. I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think this is that. I don't. I don't think. No, I'm just saying. Employee, for me, it's just one more thing. Yeah, I don't think any employee is saying, "Wow, like my employer, they 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 don't have pads in the bathroom. What an asshole!" Well, some, like, well someone's saying it. I don't think someone is saying that. I think someone is saying this is something that should be uh, available to us. Right. And so it's not about the employer being the big bad wolf. It's just saying this is something that should be available to all people. Because the, if the employer is a person with a period, then the employer is also benefiting from those sanitary products in the bathroom, aren't they? Right. So I, I don't see it as an employer versus employee thing. But, but in I this case, the employer is the is the government. Well, and they, I mean, in this case, that is the case. I, I just feel like it should it should always be available. And I think in public bathrooms, it should be available also. Yeah, and I mean, if you go to the mall, those things are, I mean, the, the there's an, a second problem is that what if you don't have money? It doesn't matter if it's, if it's available. Well, it's and not, it actually isn't available if I don't have money. Right, and that's why I think that it shouldn't be a pay, like it shouldn't be mm -hmm. a dispenser that you have to pay for. I think it should be available to all people, mm -hmm. because and and I don't think that it's a case of like well like I think the argument to say well it's going to cost so much money because people are just going to be like like no one's going to be no. hoarding and that the, I've then that's not I'm not saying and that I know that's not your argument I'm just they're garbage the things that they give you is garbage correct correct I just know like I'm sure that's someone's argument and like and I don't buy that here's here's what's interesting so I have now proposed this article and conversation to three different men in my life and <laughs> it was so and so two of them immediately said first of all all three of them were like absolutely why not and I was like okay great like you you all think the same there's a reason that we're friends you all think the same way this is amazing but but it was interesting because two of them immediately had the same thing to say and it wasn't something that I'd ever thought about and both of them said okay but depending on what your workplace is you might not have a place to put your stuff and so these are people who work in non-traditional workplaces. And so that was immediately, and as men who don't have periods, who don't menstruate, both of them immediately said, I, but what if I'm not in a workplace where I have a place to put my stuff? And I thought, okay. I mean, that's interesting. I hadn't considered that, but absolutely. Okay. Would you, would you, okay. But, but men don't necessarily carry a bag with them. Most women do. Ooh, I mean, okay, sure, but like, okay, <laughs> I don't carry my. No, I don't carry a bag I know. I said, school. I said most, but you. I mean, yeah, but you don't. No, you don't need to. But it's. But you're at work, so you. If it's in your bag, then you have it at work. It's available to you. Yeah, but sort of available to me. So like, so like, even today, I my my classroom is in a portable. The portable is on one side of the school. The door to enter the school is on the opposite side of the school, mm -hmm. 
right? So I have to walk all the way outside around to the other side of the school. I have to go into the school and then the staff bathroom is back on this, like the opposite side of the school. So then I have to come to the opposite side to use the bathroom. And so today I did that whole trek to get to the bathroom. I get to the bathroom, I'm in the bathroom. And then I think to myself, like, like shoot, I didn't realize that my period was starting today and poof, there it is. And so now I have to make the trek all the way back to the portable to get a panty liner. Is this theoretical or is this actually what happened today? This is actually what happened today. Okay, why don't you know when you're getting period? Because it doesn't come always at the same time. Okay. Like it, it's sort of within a week of itself, either like sometimes like not necessarily, it's not regular to the day. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And so it came four days earlier than I was expecting it. And now it's for me in my current situation, it's not such a big deal. It's not like a deluge of blood. You're welcome to all of those people for that for that really great image. But like, but truthfully, like it's enough to think like, ooh, like, do I need to at least put a panty liner here so that I'm not having an issue? Like, yeah, it is. And so then it's like, okay, well, so so like I literally wasted 10 minutes of my time. Now, luckily I had 10 minutes, but like, what if I hadn't? Like, what if it was the end of the break? And now I had a class to teach. Then I'm just crossing my legs and hoping everything works. That I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> well, I mean, you, the situation you're in a portable. I mean, it's also not the the norm necessarily. But it is, but it's I a guess, longer way. But I guess. But I yeah. guess. I, I mean, I, I this is. I mean, this is why everyone's entitled to their own opinion of about course. things. I see things. But I do think, like, and and talking to a couple of these guys, like that said, you know, well, it depends on your workplace. Like, I think that's important to to remember too. Now, I guess with this particular mandate being like a federal mandate for federally run yeah. businesses, like you likely are in a more traditional corporate style like office, office building. Right. Like, you know, it is not, you know, in a rehearsal hall on a construction site, you know, in a portable in a school, like it's not those workplaces, mm -hmm. but but I mean, it's though like so. So I'm of the mind that all workplaces should be providing this stuff in the bathrooms. Mm. And I, I mean, and and they, it, the mandate says that it has to be men's and women's washrooms, which I also think is no. And I agree that correct. it should be. That that yeah. I agree. I do agree with that. Right, because you do have. Um, people using both of those wish, yes. both, both of those restrooms who may be menstruating. I mean, there, there shouldn't be men's and women's washrooms anyways. Should I mean, that that is also That's a whole other thing. But you will join me on that soapbox. I think we, we may have found one thing that we disagree on. We totally do disagree <laughs> on it. That's okay. I think we can still be friends. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sandy. Um, thanks for having uh, a fun January 2024 starter chat. Yeah, Ooh, and I started 2024 with an argument. We did. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't know if that bodes well or poorly. Well, I guess time will tell. Oh my goodness. Oh no, you've just given me, I've just got a hot flash about that. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, my friend. Thank you for the chat, for the heated discussion. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> And it's oh, and we're and we're recording at night, so maybe now I won't be able to sleep. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I was going to say now I feel really bad. <laughs> no, God, I already knew where you stood on it. So yeah, I, I was surprised. Say, this is a surprise. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll uh, chat with you later. All right. Sounds great. Happy All right, everyone. Yeah. Bye.